First we eat, then we do everything else. Hi, welcome to Bite on This, an A to Z food podcast produced by The Better India. I'm Shruti Singhal. Bite on This is a culinary journey across the alphabet. And to take our commitment to the alphabet one step further, we came up with an alphabetical poem, which we played for you in the teaser. Go listen again if you don't remember. The couplet from last week's episode 5 blends with today's topic very nicely. Eating is a necessity, but cooking is an art. Surely we have all thought or felt this way. In today's show, we are taking that thought wholly literally. We'll find out when cooking became an art, why it's not a craft, and even hear from two youngsters who are literally making food art. Stay with us. Cooking was always an art. The skill where you learn how to cook. But art is how to create. Give the same ingredients to two different chefs and they'll produce 12 different variations of this. That's Virender Singh Datta, iconic chef and hotelier. You've heard him before in episode 5 of this series, where he talks extensively about edible flowers. In a career spanning 50 years, he has held important positions in some of the most well-known hotels in India and abroad. In 2005, he retired to set up the International Institute of Culinary Arts in Delhi to pass on his knowledge and groom the next generation of world-class Indian chefs. People would cook in big handies and food was presented in big portions. Today it has all changed into smaller portions, into plates, into garnishes. So. Cooks are made and artists are born. And that's why at the institute we say, cooking makes you cook. So the moment you learn the difference between why I am cooking like this and how can I do differently, makes you chef. But before that, students at his institute must learn the basics. How to use various tools and instruments. How to chop vegetables and cut meats and why certain ingredients pair better than others. For two years, we insist on making them only good cooks. A good cook will grow up into an artist if he has the instincts in it and become a great chef. We say you learn the skill first. Mm -hmm. And then we have special classes where they can innovate and show their art. That's fair, right? Cooking is what enabled the evolution of the human race and contributes to its survival. And over time, we stopped eating purely for sustenance, meaning that it wasn't enough for our food to be nutritious. It also had to taste well and look good. Today, in its highest form, food must appeal to all five senses. This shift in the perception of food, which includes aspects like how it looks and smells, or presentation and aroma, are evolutionary changes. It started long ago with the, what they call Nouvelle Cuisine. Nouvelle Cuisine or New Cuisine originated in the mid-20th century during the 1960s and 70s. But before we understand what it is and how it came about, let's take a quick journey back in time. We'll have to go back to 18th century France where Marie-Antoine Carême was gaining a reputation as a master chef. He classified all sauces into four mother sauces, 
and designed new dishes. He's even credited with creating the standard chef's hat, the talk. He outlined the rules, the techniques and methods of cooking. This style was soon codified and popularized by George August Escoffier, whose years in the army made him even stricter, almost regimental about these rules. These guidelines prevailed because of the perceived superiority of French food in global cuisines. But by the mid-20th century, young chefs in France and across the world began to feel stifled by the emphasis on traditional cooking. They wanted their food to have more flavor and their practice to express their creativity. Thus began the movement of Nouvelle or New Cuisine, a style of cooking that allowed cooks and chefs to explore their creativity. It opposed the rich and calorie-laden foods of yore in favor of natural and fresh textures. Not just that, its advocates also minimized the use of refined sugars and starches as well as fats. And as is true with any significant movement in the history of the world, Nouvelle Cuisine made its presence felt here in India as well. Where how food is plated and presented also began to be a crucial aspect of food presentation. And it is now called derivative cuisine. Maintaining the authenticity of the Indian food, but variations due to an artist's point of view to create more acceptable food of today's generation. So today's chefs, I believe, are great managers. They manage punctuality, cost, quality. These are all the challenges chefs face every day. And they do it very smilingly. I've seen today's chefs are handsome and smart. <laughs> <laughs> they are articulate. Customer will ask for a chef rather than FMB manager when he wants to book a banquet. So today's chef is grown beyond the kitchen. Mm -hmm. He is required everywhere. And therefore, the future chef must develop all the skills beyond cooking. Mm -hmm. He cannot remain content. My cooking is very good. Mm -hmm. Because expectations have changed. These great and changing expectations inspired those with a scientific bent of mind to study food in all its sensory, nutritional, biological, physiological and cultural entirety. So terms like gastronomy came about, which saw food as a broad scientific subject. Today we stand at a juncture where the idea of blending food with data and computation has grown to become an emerging data science of food, flavors and health. We call it computational gastronomy. That's Ganesh Bagler, a professor and scientist at the Center for Computational Biology, IIIT Delhi. For the last five years, his lab has been studying the structure and composition of world cuisines at various levels. You've heard him in episode 4 of Bite on This, where he talks in detail about the research from his lab, that led to the discovery of what makes Indian food so delicious and unique. Cooking and culinary craft are 
considered generally as artistic endeavors and rightfully so computational gastronomy quantifies various aspects of food and cooking by integrating data and application of computational techniques you know such as statistical analysis pattern mining machine learning and similar okay so does that mean food is now a science while you ponder that i'll take a quick short break stay with us on bite on this you're listening to bite on this i'm shruti singhal in today's episode we've been wondering about whether food is an art or a science we've heard a bit about both but here's some more about the art specifically two young women who are making food art literally hi i'm orjita i'm a miniature artist and i make miniatures using paper as a medium Urjita Dogipatti completed her master's degree in food chemistry and processing from Loyola College and now works in Mysore. Hi, I'm Shilpa. I'm a food miniaturist based out of Chennai. I create replicas of food with clay. Shilpa Mitha was a sound engineer in Chennai before she started making food art. She now makes food miniatures full time under her brand Sueno Suenia, which means dream gift. Based in Chennai, both young women have one thing in common, a love for miniatures. Miniature art, especially food miniatures, are the rage these days. But the trend sort of began with a Japanese YouTube channel called Miniature Space, which shared a variety of videos of miniature meals and dishes prepared with tiny utensils. Ranging from edible works to models made of clay and plastic, miniature food is a phenomenon today. with artists from across the world taking their work to hyper realistic accuracy people always connect to food not just because they're food users they have a lot of memories associated with the dish because people haven't seen miniature versions of poha and jalebi and biryani so they it always gets them very excited to see their own dishes like something that they would eat on an everyday basis in a tiny form and to know that it's not edible it has that cuteness factor with it so i mean i personally i love collecting miniatures because they're cute so when you see something a small version of what you love and in a cute format i think that's what is like clicking and that's what just amazes the people and that's why it has such a popularity you would have come across miniature sushi spreads or pancakes and burgers on the internet But have you seen a miniature of chicken biryani, appam stew, paneerum, or even idli vada? See, if you look at one plate of food, South Indian meal, uh, if you look at it, you have rice, you have sambar, you have the stir-fried vegetables and all that. If you look at it, each one has like different colors, different textures. So getting that is like very interesting. Shilpa makes food miniatures with clay under her brand Sueno Souvenir while Urjita prefers all kinds of papers under her label Urugami which is a creative play on her name as well as the paper art origami Both artists make appetizing versions of Indian foods mostly as magnets and showpieces 
They share pictures of their creations on social media, which are sold out soon enough. The recent one which I made, so when I was making Whether food is an art or a science is a moot point really. Old style or new, made in a lab or from the heart, all food has only two purposes: to satisfy hunger and please our senses. And as long as both happen, I think I can boldly claim for many a foodie when I say, just get me a plate now, because first we eat, then we do everything else. You've been listening to Bite on This, an A to Z food podcast by the Better India. I'm Shruti Singhal. Music and sound effects from YouTube's audio library. If you enjoyed our podcast, do share it with your friends and family. And if you really loved what you heard, then please do drop us a review. Don't forget to subscribe to it. We are on a bunch of platforms including Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts and the Better India website.